Welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page a Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 176. Content warning on this page for domestic violence as well as vivid descriptions of injuries caused by said violence. They had reached a large house, built in the style people called Queen Anne. Shadow wondered who Queen Anne was and why she had been so fond of Adam's family-style houses. It was the only building on the block that wasn't locked up with boarded-over windows. They went through the gate and walked around the back of the building. Through large double doors, which Mr. Ibis unlocked with a key from his keychain, and they were in a large, unheated room occupied by two people. A very tall, dark-skinned man holding a large metal scalpel, and a dead girl in her late teens lying on a long porcelain object that resembled both a table and a sink. There were several photographs of the dead girl pinned up on the corkboard on the wall above the body. She was smiling in one, a high school headshot, and another she was standing in line with three other girls. They were wearing what might have been prom dresses, and her black hair was tied above her head in an intricate knotwork. Cold on the porcelain, her hair was down, loose around her shoulders, and matted with dried blood. This is my partner, Mr. Jackal, said Ibis. We met already, said Jackal. Forgive me if I don't shake hands. Shadow looked down at the girl on the table. What happened to her? he asked. Poor taste in boyfriends, said Mr. Jackal. It's not always fatal, said Mr. Ibis with a sigh. This time it was. He was drunk and he had a knife, and she told him that she thought she was pregnant. He didn't believe it was his. She was stabbed, said Mr. Jackal, and he counted. There was a click as he stepped on a foot switch, turning on a small dictaphone on a nearby table. Five times. There are three knife wounds in the left anterior chest wall. The first is between the fourth and fifth intercostal spaces at the medical border of the left breast, 2.2 centimeters in length. The second and third are through the inferior portion of the left mid-breast penetrating at the sixth interspace, overlapping and measuring three centimeters. There is one wound two centimeters long in their upper interior left chest of the second interspace and one wound five centimeters long and a maximum of 1.6 centimeters deep in the anteromedial left deltoid, a slashing injury. All the... And that's our page. And I did not practice my medical terminology at all, so I bet that sounded really terrible, and I apologize. Holy hell, yesterday's episode went on for a bit, huh? How about we all just lie down, close our eyes for six to eight minutes, and that'll be today's episode. Fine, but don't say I didn't give you the opportunity. A Queen Anne-style house has different meanings in America and in England and in Australia, but we're not even going to cross that ocean today. In America, the Queen Anne style emerged in the late 1800s, in the 1880s more specifically, and was popular up through the 20th century, but pretty early on in the 20th century. has a number of features from gables, overhanging eaves, second-story balconies, columns, bay windows, and any other number of things that I don't know anything about. Queen Anne herself was the Queen of England, Scotland, and Ireland between 1702 and 1707, and of the United Great Britain until 1714, when she died at the age of 49. I won't get into any of the history, mainly because I don't know what's important and what isn't, but she had 17 pregnancies and only one child that lived past the age of 10. 
Shadow references the Adams Family House when he looks at the home, and even in 2000, I feel like this would have been a bit of a dated reference. The Adams Family was a series of cartoons in the New Yorker magazine beginning in 1938. They became more popular due to a TV series that ran from 1964 to 1966. Morticia and Gomez Adams are the head of a household. They live with their uncle Fester, their children Wednesday and Pugsley, a disembodied hand named Thing, and are served by their mostly silent butler named Lurch. The Adams Family is also referenced in issue 6 of Sandman, 24 hours, and even then, I don't know, it might have been a bit more timely, but the movies hadn't hit yet. Uh, the theme song for the series is instantly recognizable to an entire generation, and maybe two, as I know it without ever having seen a single episode of the TV series. It's written by a man named Vic Mizzy, and was released as a 45 record, although was not all that popular in sales. There were a pair of movies in the 90s starring Angelica Houston, Raul Julia, and Christopher Lloyd. The first movie in 1991 was the first PG-13 movie I saw in theaters at age 8, and also when I first fell in love with Christina Ricci. I am not going to have another 15-minute episode, so here's the theme song, and if you want to know anything about what kind of house Shadow is looking at, Google Adam's Family House, and you can get a pretty good idea. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They're all together ooky, the Adams family. Their house is a museum, when people come to see them, they really are a scream, the Adams family. We also get more evidence that Cairo is very rundown. The house is uh, only building on the street, not locked up and boarded up. We also meet Mr. Jackal for the first time, not in his animagus form this time. He's making a coroner report on a young woman who was stabbed and killed by her boyfriend. He records with a dictaphone, which is another one of those genericized trademarks we've talked about before. Although, I guess when we talked about dumpsters, that was quite a while ago. The original dictaphone company was founded by American inventor Alexander Graham Bell in 1881. The rest of the page is a lot of different names for the heart and chest and other things that I have no point of reference for, so I think we're going to leave it there. Why don't we take it easy day today, huh? Get in touch with the show at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com and on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash worldbeyondpodcast. I already said that yesterday, didn't I? Well, repetition makes the something. Thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues, which we use as our theme song. And thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page. And remember, only the gods are real.